When you think of a bank that's been growing its profits, unlike most banks, which bank do you think of? Well, Oswide Bank, ABA, comes to my mind. It's the 10th listed bank on the ASX and has outperformed its peers, Suncorp and the Bank of Queensland, year on year and over the past five years based on share price performance. It's also backed by Bell Potter as a buy. I'm Jessica Ramir with Bell Direct and joining us today from Oswide Bank is the company's CEO, Martin Barrett. Martin, thank you so much for your company. Thank you, Jessica. Great to be here. So let's start with the introduction to Oswide Bank. What sets you apart from the other regional banks? Oswide Bank started as a regional bank, uh, but over the years it's grown to be a national bank uh, with its uh, products and services supporting customers uh, all over Australia, either via broker network uh, or via partnerships or via customers that find their way to us and like uh, the services and the products that we offer. Um, we see ourselves as being small but nimble, uh, and we see that as being something of a strategic advantage, particularly at a time when organisations can be so complex, so big, and customers can find that really, really difficult to sort of navigate. Uh, we pride ourselves uh, on that simplicity and that ability to be able to get to opportunities quickly. So we look at partnerships, so we look at ways that we can improve our broker experience, our customer experience. We jump on opportunities like First Homeowners Scheme very quickly and take advantage of those um, offers in the marketplace where we can uh, perhaps excel, uh, grow our business uh, whilst uh, supporting customers. And you mentioned the business is quite nimble. That nature saw you announced first half results that were quite strong. Net profit up 9.3%. You've just wrapped up the full 2020 financial year results, but we aren't expecting your results until August. But given the ASX disclosure limits, what can you tell us? What can we expect? We entered into uh, this second half with a great deal of momentum. Um, and despite the fact that there have been some obvious challenges with COVID-19, um, that momentum has carried forward through the, uh, through the half year. So that's quite pleasing for us. Um, we put out a series of outlook statements at the end of our first half, and those outlook statements were really four things. One, we expected our net interest margin to be uh, improving uh, over the second half. We expected that we would see above system loan growth, albeit system loan growth is quite low given the environment. Uh, we also expected that our return on net tangible assets would continue to improve. And in the medium term, we were working towards a 10% return on net tangible asset goal. And we were targeting a cost to income ratio of 60% again over the medium term. Um, we have no reason to change any of those outlook statements, so Jessica, so uh, we continue to uh, uh, be on target to, to achieve those, those statements. And you mentioned COVID-19's impact. We know the big four banks have been significantly impacted by COVID-19, uh, increasing their write-downs and provisions and increasing costs because of uh, loan impairments, but what are you saying? Yeah, similar to um, pretty much everyone in the banking sort of sector, we've extended to our customers a range of support packages uh, to ensure that our customers can kind of get through this very difficult sort of uh, period. And we've seen a range of 
different take-ups. You know, some customers that want payments waived for a period of time, some that just want to go to interest only, or some form of hybrid sort of in between. Um, I will say the period is very, very uncertain and uh, will be interesting to see what future government arrangements are put in place. However, um, we, like others, have needed to increase our provisioning uh, to ensure that uh, we can uh, cover off on any uncertainty that may exist for the, uh, for the future. Having said that, um, out of all of this, there comes some opportunity as well. And we've seen funding costs come down quite materially. Uh, the bank bill swap rates fallen. Uh, as, uh, at the same time, we've seen the Reserve Bank of Australia provide opportunities for organisations like ours to take hold of some term funding uh, at very cheap rates at 0.25%. So whilst we have some, some negatives in there, we've also got some, some positives. So uncertain, uh, but we, I think, are navigating it okay. I guess things are still uncertain because of COVID-19, but let's just focus on the opportunities and future growth. How can Auswide grow in this current tough climate? So we were very successful uh, with the first homeowner grant scheme, uh, which the government put in place to encourage um, new uh, purchases, uh, young people to buy new uh, houses. Actually, not always young people, sometimes you know, older people that buy their house for the first time. Um, so we've been very successful on that um, and um, have enjoyed a good level of uh, support through that particular package. We understand that that will also be renewed into uh, the new year. So we're still waiting to get that confirmation, but we believe it will be renewed. So we'll be part of that again for the year ahead. Um, we've also seen a stronger uptake of our um, home lending products uh, via broker as we've continued to improve our service to brokers and to their customers. We've done a lot of work in terms of improving our turnaround times um, and our consistency uh, and the support to those brokers, which seems to be um, uh, attracting more brokers to consider Oswide, which is great. We've also been investing in our brand. Um, and for some of your listeners, they may know that we are the main sponsor for uh, Queensland Rugby League and the Maroons. Uh, which has lifted our brand awareness quite significantly, particularly in Queensland. So uh, we're continuing to work with QRL, Queensland Rugby League, uh, on a range of initiatives uh, there as well. Finally, um, we have a range of partnerships that we've been building, platforms um, and also others that uh, want to take advantage of our um, capital and our funding capability and our products. And that's providing some exciting growth opportunities for us as well. Well, good luck with the state of origin. But just finally, investors are flocking to companies who remain able to pay their dividends. And you've been growing your dividends for some time now. So how does Oswide stand in regard to APRO changing the capital management and dividend guidelines? That's a great question, Jessica, because um, unlike any time that I can recall in my banking career, um, we've, we've seen uh, the regulator for banks uh, write to all the banks and say, look, you need to be prudent with your capital, which we agree with, uh, but um, you, know, you need to consult with us uh, in relation to uh, any uh, dividend payments that you expect or want to make uh, over the period uh, ahead. 
So all I can say there is that uh, we remain strong from a capital perspective um, and we believe that we have a case for, uh, for uh, dividend payments. So we'll work with the regulator to uh, try to make sure that we can uh, pay a dividend out to uh, our, our shareholders uh, this year. But that will ultimately be a decision uh, uh, that the regulator will need to make. Oswald CEO Martin Barrett, thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much, Jessica. Thank you for watching. For more information about Oswald Bank, head to Bill Direct or contact your advisor.